It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is the fabulous Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Hey, Keith. How are you? Doing doing well. Did you have a lovely weekend? I had a great weekend. Very Did relaxing. How about you? I went to Disneyland. Oh, that's right. You had a whole L.A. Uh, public yes. transportation adventure. Yes. The taking a mini, mini, uh, a, 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 a shared bike, a expo, a train, metro line, Amtrak, a shuttle. All the way to Disneyland. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Almost. <laughs> Almost. It was Except for one of those. <laughs> uh, uh, bikes, trains, and shuttles. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the sequel. But uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun little adventure. So that's why I did. And wasn't anything terribly music related, though I did watch a band, like a marching band play in front of the castle. That's music. Sort of counts. <laughs> you could totally write this off. Have they charted on the Hot 100 before? Probably not. <laughs> um, well, uh, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop. For all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we'll be discussing the number one debut of the Suicide Squad soundtrack on the Billboard 200 chart, how three acts have a stranglehold on the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100, while Sia continues to rule with cheap thrills, We'll also be previewing this weekend's Hot 100 Festival in New York, headlined by Calvin Harris, Ariana Grande, J. Cole, Fetty Wap, and Martin Garrix. And in addition to all that, there's more. There's more. We've got an interview with DNCE's Joe Jonas and Cole Whittle. We spoke to the guys a couple weeks ago at a secret show, secret show, (laughs) here in Los Angeles, and we talked about new music. The possibility of recording on horseback. Sure. Sure, why not? Maybe dressage Olympic horseback. Yeah, why not? Horse dancing. Um, and, <laughs> and a whole lot more, so stay tuned for that. Before we get started, though, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, squad goals. Hey. Hashtag squad goals. Hashtag suicide squad goals. That sounds wrong. It's just like, (laughs) we're going to make a suicide squad pact. Terrible. (laughs) Bad. Wrong. Thanks, Marvel. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Or DC. DC. Wrong one. (laughs) Clearly, you're a fan of these films. (laughs) 
Huge fan. I think I'm gonna. This is where I. This is where you admit that you have not seen a single superhero film. I've seen lots of them, but not this. Not this. Not this one. Not this. <laughs> well, Suicide Squad. This movie. Uh, the soundtrack debuts at number one on the Billboard 200. It earned 182,000 equivalent album units in the week ending August 11th, according to Nielsen Music. Now, of that sum, 128,000 were in traditional album sales, which is a pretty robust number. Mm -hmm. Um, The album is stacked full of new music that can only be found on the set, including songs by 21 Pilots, Skrillex, and Panic at the Disco. Uh, They do a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, apparently they've been doing it live for a long time, and this is the first, like, official recording of it. Oh, so no wonder fans are, like, going... Oh, fans are pumped, They're going Radio Gaga over it. Yes, they are. (laughs) It's a good Queen joke. Queen reference? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have not seen the movie, but a lot of people have, even though it kind of got terrible reviews. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not keeping people from the movie or from the soundtrack, obviously. Either. No, funny how that works sometimes. Yes. Like, sometimes the critics just, de- critics be damned. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, the, the album actually has the best sales debut for any soundtrack in a year and a half since Fifty Shades of Grey debuted with 210,000 copies sold. Uh, funny, Fifty Shades of Grey did not go to number one. Oh. Went well, to number two. Um, well, you know, Suicide Squad joins a long list of soundtracks that have topped the chart. You know, iconic albums like Saturday Night Fever, Prince and the Revolution's Purple Rain, and less iconic sets like Howard's Turn Private Parts. Did not know that. Did you know? So yeah. what are the big songs on Private Parts that drove that? Um, it, There really wasn't. It was just like the Howard Stern fans driving it? Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, at the time, Howard Stern... Uh, was incredibly red hot. Yeah. The radio show was like off the charts. I mean, the still. fact they even made that movie shows that like, the power yes. of Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was based on like the best selling book. And his, he played himself. He played himself, which is hilarious. <laughs> and well, everybody else did too. Well, all his people. All of his, all of his, uh, <laughs> whack pack. Yeah. His, his wacky, <laughs> yeah. Ho- like radio show friends were yes. all there. Um, but everything was just like coming up Howard Stern at that point. Yeah. Um, but no, the, I mean, but the, but there was a lot of original music on the album as well, too. I think they they kind of curated an album full of stuff that you couldn't find anywhere else. And this was also back in the day before YouTube you Internet. You could just pull up a Spotify playlist of yeah. all those songs. Yeah. You can't really do that now. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, so with all that in mind, I thought it'd be fun to play a little Quiz Katie game. Oh, man. Later on in the show, all about soundtracks on the Billboard 200 chart. So stay tuned for that during our Charts Dead of the Week segment. Sounds good that I didn't even know about the <laughs> private part soundtrack going to number one. I bet I'll do well at this game. <laughs> this, this, is, uh, this is why it's fun. Yes. Um, well, let's talk about the Hot 100. Uh, on the Billboard Hot 100, Sia's Cheap Thrills is still number one. Man. For, for a fourth straight week. Funny, it was only four weeks ago when we were like, is she going to make it? Is she I gonna know. Make it? That's what I was thinking. She like snuck in or whatever originally but now it's like she isn't leaving yeah it's crazy it's like come on girl give someone else a chance (laughs) you've had your turn you've had four weeks Uh, is is this gonna be like a drake thing where it's like hanging around for like weeks i'm down with that i love this song yeah um well meanwhile major lasers cold water which debuted at number two uh, two weeks ago and then fell to number five it actually jumps back up to number two um could that mean it's gonna like bump sia i don't know well Anyway, uh, Sia is doing quite well right now. And, uh, you know, in addition, this whole top 10 this week on the chart is really wacky because there are three artists that each have two songs apiece. Wow. So effectively, this week's top 10 is brought to you by the Chainsmokers, 
21 pilots and Rihanna. Uh, the Chainsmokers are numbers six and eight with Closer and Don't Let Me Down. Their songs with Halsey and Dara. Uh, 21 pilots are at numbers four and seven with Heathens, which is actually from the Suicide Squad album, and Ride, which is from their own album, Blurry Face. And then Rihanna is at numbers 3 and 10 with This Is What You Came For, which is actually Calvin Harris featuring Rihanna, and Needed Me, which is her own song from Anti. Meanwhile, Drake and Rihanna have Too Good climbing, and Bieber has that song with DJ Snake. Be- Let yeah. me love you. That's Be- sneaking. It might sneak into the top ten next week too. Yeah, the DJ Snake track with Justin Bieber debuts at number twelve. This so week. yeah, so next week it'll be in the top ten probably. What if? And Cold Water will still be there. Well, that's that. But, but if Rihanna's needed me, which is number ten, mm, will that get hold bumped. on? It could we'll get see. bumped out. But can you imagine if we had four different? No, acts that'd be really crazy. It's like so close to having happened actually. Mm. But is this a common thing? Not not really. It actually happened two years ago, but in sort of a cheat way. Um, Iggy Azalea, Ariana Grande, and Charlie XCX all technically had a pair of singles in the top 10, okay. but some of those were overlapping hits. So problem. Like, yes. Ariana and Iggy on Problem. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Azalea and Charlie on Fancy. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really count. That's kind of interesting, actually. It was just a lot of ladies working together yeah. <laughs> and doing very well. Um, also in there, I think, was Bang Bang with oh, Jessie yeah, J with and all, Ariana. all the ladies. Yeah. Um, so th- the last time it actually happened where we had three acts, each with their own personal Pair Not of, sharing it with one of those other acts. Yes. yes. Which is more interesting because yes. it's, it's sort of how dominating they are. That was actually back in January of 2009. Uh, on the January 10th, 2009 chart, Beyonce was numbers 1 and 10 with Single Ladies and If I Were a Boy. Okay. T.I. was numbers 3 and 9 with Live Your Life and Whatever You Like. And Kanye West was numbers 4 and 8 with Heartless and Love Lockdown. Wow. And yeah. that was like... That was pre-streaming or pre-Spotify. Oh, yeah. And so, like, that happened without that little extra boost of people being able to just listen on demand like that. That that was all really, that was just the power of track sales. Yeah. And, like, digital downloads. And also, it helped that, I think, effectively, uh, Beyonce released Single Ladies and If I Were a Boy simultaneously. Oh, okay. Weren't they, like, simultaneous singles? I don't remember. I believe that they were. <laughs> um, anyway. Um <laughs> You know, an artist that we we mentioned a little while ago, Ariana Grande, is playing our Hot 100 Festival this weekend. Great transition, Keith. I know. I like to pivot that way. <laughs> pivot. <laughs> pivot. Um, what's what's going on this weekend, Katie? Well, little Hot 100 Festival is happening. Uh, it is a, a little Billboard Live Nation co-production, and it's happening in New York's Jones Beach. It will be. It's actually on Long Island, not, never, the Nikon never, Jones Beach Theater. I don't think I've. Act, I don't think I've been there. Have never you? been up there. Never this ever. What happens when we're based in LA? We never. Get I to know go. our entire staff will be there this except weekend, us. except for us. Except, except you know what? Us. Then we go to the Grammys instead. Yeah, you we know? get to like, go to the Grammys. Can't really complain. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're not complaining. <laughs> but um, yes, the entire Billboard crew will be in. Uh, will be in on Long Island this uh, weekend because we have two days, August twentieth and twenty first. Full of huge acts. On Saturday, we have Ariana Grande, Fetty Wap, Martin Garrix. On Sunday, we have Calvin Harris, J. Cole. It's like, it's kind of a crazy list. Designer, 
Um, it, it is a really sort of wonk, like wacky wonky list of like all sorts of genres mixed together, which is the, the brilliance of the Hot 100 that's Festival. That's what I was going to say. Like what they have in common is they've all been on our charts. Like that's yeah. that's the common thread. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I think Ariana, she's not on tour. So I think this might be the first time that people are going to get like a full set from Ariana Grande yeah. in a little while. Because I think she's supposed to go on tour, I want to say at the end of the year or maybe the top of next year. It's like the biggest performance that you will get in live and in person from Ariana Grande in a while. Yeah. So, um, and, and also we announced today that um, uh, Skylar Gray and Nathan Sykes have joined the lineup. And my first thought when I saw Nathan Sykes joining was like, they've got to perform together, right? Because they have two songs together. Skylar Gray does? No, no, no. Ariana Grande oh, and Nathan duh. Sykes. Sorry, I didn't even like say who I was talking about. Um, yeah, so I'm like, oh, we gotta we gotta see Nathan on the piano and Ariana singing. Like I need I need that to happen. Wow. And I need to see the video. Friend friend of the podcast, Nathan Sykes. Friend of the podcast. He's, He's been it's a tw- two time guest. Two time on podcast honoree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Platten will also be performing. She's, She's been on been the a show guest before as well. Um, um, you we know, just and- had Time Flies in our office last week. If you watched our Facebook Live video with them, they're going to be on the they, Sunday set. I think set. they were on the podcast maybe like last year or the year before. Their song, if you don't know the name Time Flies, look up their YouTube videos. You definitely have heard at least two songs by them when their new one is Once in a While, which is on every Spotify playlist like ever. <laughs> They've got friends at Spotify. Oh, it's in <laughs> every time like I was listening all weekend and they kept popping up and I'd be like, oh, them last week and then they popped up again i was like whoa they got some spotify clout they're wow. all over yeah um and calvin harris uh, so ariana grande is is kind of anchoring in a way the saturday lineup calvin harris is effectively anchoring the sunday, sunday. lineup along mm-hmm. with j cole and i'm assuming now we they haven't announced actually the uh sort of hour by hour schedule yet um but you can imagine that calvin harris will probably have full-on light show oh, yeah. like you know the whole pyro the whole shebang well and he's so used to, i feel like ever anyone who sees him it's typically going to be in the dance club environment vegas environment yeah, either in vegas or... and so this is like such a big venue to see him at and like I, I feel like the sky's the limit for the lights and the craziness well i think it's also cool just because in, so either you, you're either you're going to see him at like you know hakasan in vegas right or the other place that he does in Vegas on because he has a residency. Or you see him at like Glastonbury, like this yeah. enormous, huge thing. Whereas when you see him at the Hot 100 Festival, it's like you and like another ten thousand people, yeah. or like fifteen thousand people. So in, in frankly, it's a lot more intimate. Yeah, where you're going to get like the full-on production in kind of a more intimate way. Yeah, which is really awesome. Yeah, so we wish we could be there sorry we're not there sorry we're not there <laughs> but we'll tell you all about it next week <laughs> we'll tell you what everyone else saw exactly um well yeah so uh, make sure to follow all of our socials and all of our all of our news coverage this weekend i'm sure we'll be snapchatting it up all over the place and we'll have lots of people there doing interviews with folks and, and if you're in new york you can still go yeah tickets There's are still, still available there are still um some some range of tickets. Some, yeah, some, I know they're some doing tickets single day. Out. They're doing single days still. So if you want to just grab a $59 single day, yeah. that's a steal. It's a steal. <laughs> um, well, now I think it's time for our guest interview with DNCE. Why are you, why are you laughing? I just really liked that intro. <laughs> it's like very like Muppet. I was Muppet. trying to keep my, my laugh silent so I didn't uh, laugh well, over. We caught up with one half of the pop band a few weeks ago backstage at their secret show. 
at the former Tower Records on Sunset Boulevard here in Los Angeles. Former and current, sort of, yeah, Tower Records. Yeah, former and current. <laughs> it's a little bit confusing. Like, the Tower Records closed back in 2006, and uh, Gib- since then, Gibson Brands, like Gibson Guitar, uh, purchased the venue, purchased the space, and they've put the Tower Records branding back on the outside of it, even though it's just like a performance space. It's now. kind of awesome. It keeps it's, it alive. Keeps It keeps the, the brand and the name alive, and you can still have the experience of going inside, so to speak, a Tower Records. Yeah. Um, well, that said, um, <laughs> we chatted with the groups Joe Jonas and Cole Whittle about the show, that secret show, which actually was presented by Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf to launch their new Nitro Cold Brew drink. Evidently, DNC is big coffee fans i'm a big fan of that stuff too so i have yet to try it i'll probably be awake for the next <laughs> we'll week we'll go get one after the show okay um <laughs> dnc's uh also talked about their upcoming debut full-length album uh their songwriting process and how they aspire to even record while on horseback we mentioned at the top of the show i swear to you they actually talk about it they also talk about another weird uh thing they want to do when they songwrite which hmm. they want to employ um uh, some interesting uh professional non- writers you'll, you'll hear stay it in tuned. a second stay tuned it's dnce everything is up you know who knows what's going to happen with them <laughs> um so anyway here's our interview with joe and cole of dnce welcome to the billboard pop shop podcast thank you for having us joe and cole dnce hey what's up how are you dn here and ce is in, just is just walking the around the end yes yeah the the rest the rest of the C there's a guitar guitars of throne I saw that over there so Jinju is doing a photo shoot currently oh cool for her Instagram oh that's nice nice um, well we're actually backstage at the former Tower Records in Los Angeles on Sunset Boulevard where you're playing a show um, a secret show that no one knew about until a few hours ago I mean we knew that there was a show right no one knew where it was well it was pr- pretty confusing for me too because I remember it being Tower Records here. So they're like, yeah, it's going to be at Tower Records. And I was like, did they bring it back? back? Or is it? Yeah, but I actually hope they keep it like this so they can continue to have concerts here cool. and different events. Well, um, do you have any specific memories of the former Tower Records? Because it closed down in 2006. Like, did you ever shop here when you I were younger? I have shopped here, yeah. Have, did you? Same. Yeah, I mean, wow. just the street in general. Like, this is, our, for me, our, my first L.A. show was at the Roxy, performing at the Roxy. So... Obviously, just walking up and down this street and Which experiencing. Which like two doors down, basically. Yeah, two yeah. doors down. So experiencing this whole street and um, whatever that may be. Cole, what was your first memory of like Tower Records? Well, actually, um, I believe my first memory of this particular Tower Records was before I ever visited it. Um, hearing about Slash uh, working here and then um, Slash li- worked here from Guns he worked here. So um, that was my first knowledge of this particular location, and then you know starting to tour through. Uh, Los Angeles over and over and over and over again and coming here and, and buying cool noise records and you know I I basically lived on the strip for an entire year and just rode my bike and slept in Dukes and you know and hung around the strip so the strip means a lot to me and, and this is one of the uh, Mount Rushmore faces of the Sunset Strip absolutely I, I have a great story about Slash spilling beer on me at a uh concert once at staples he was right to do that you deserve i I was just he was like he was sitting two seats away from me and he bumped a beer and he was like and he was apologetic he's like oh i'm sorry i'm like it's all right in my head i'm like it's who cares slash spilled beer on me i'll have a story forever (laughs) um now the this show is is in conjunction with coffee bean like it's it's like they're launching a new beverage 
which Cole, I saw you drinking it earlier. So you're not going to sleep for like the next three days, basically. It's some. It's like right. a nitro drink. What is the deal with this thing? Oh, it's really the perfect like match for us because on tour we you like, need to stay awake our, all the time. We need to stay awake, <laughs> and we like we pride ourselves on finding like great coffee throughout the states. We've documented it as well. So when they reached out to us to be part of this, we were like, it was a no brainer because we knew all about nitro. We were telling them more than they were telling us, pretty much. And um, yeah, I mean, nitro is really strong. It's like six times stronger than a regular iced coffee. <laughs> so it will keep you going. Like I had half of one already and I'm like shaking. Do you get like a lifetime supply now because you've done this gig? Is it like part of the deal? We got. As they, you both look off to like the side. Oh, to, no. To a thinking, I, was, <laughs> I was looking off to think about how much it was. They actually gave us all. I mean, I Instagrammed it. So I, if they're mad at me for talking about it, I don't care. It was $1,000 each of uh, cold of coffee bean. You could probably come back and get stuff later, even if you I, run through a thousand. No, they sent me a coffee maker. They sent you guys this too, by the way. Coffee, yeah. coffee makers, <laughs> and they just sent it to Joe. And <laughs> like, what else did they? They, I mean, every it. tea, every coffee that they have is really awesome. Wow, more than I can have. So I'm gonna, you know, probably give it to some friends. You are a good brand spokesperson right now. I don't even mean to be. I just like, fr- I like free stuff. So yeah, there you go. It's also <laughs> free stuff that you actually like. Yes, that's, that's the yeah, other. That's good the thing. difference. When you get a lot of free stuff that you don't like, you're like, yeah. Um, we talked about this a little bit before we actually got started. Your touring schedule is stupid. Good, but also stupid crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, we're recording this before people will hear some of this interview, but within a week's time, you're going to be on two different, basically, coasts of the U.S. Then you go to Japan and Australia, all within the course of about seven days. So I want to know, how do you end up not falling asleep sort of on stage? Is it because of the coffee bean that you're going to be jacked up on for the next, like, year? Or is it just because you're professional rock stars and you have this down i think it's it's probably a little bit of both yeah but at the end of the day if we didn't have coffee for the rest of our lives we still would be up there on stage rocking right. out having a great time and it, that fuels us to get up there and do what we love and and for all of us for many years doing different things we can't think of one show where we weren't like Sometimes we were sick and we had to just suck it up and get on stage and perform. And right. um, I think it's just about doing what you love and it makes it easy. It's the work ethic that you guys have. It's just like it's 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 crazy for normal people like me to think about what musicians like you guys do each day because I don't know. I I have a hard time with jet lag. You know, the few times I travel each month, I can't. I don't know how you'll <laughs> do it. Like. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just because of what we do. It is like if we don't do it to the maximum level that we can, we can't like actually like look in the mirror. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we need we need this. Um, so you love it. We love it, yeah. and you know we don't like sleeping more than we like having fun seeing the universe. <laughs> That's the answer. Um, have you been able to carve out time because you've basically been on the road constantly since like almost like this time last year like because cake and cake by the ocean was like kicking off around september like at iheart festival like a year ago basically have you had time on the road to really um set aside some time for recording the new album which is coming out in a couple months yeah we finished the album now okay we right after the selena tour in the states we had about two weeks to complete the album and so um it's been a year making it which has been nice for a lot of artists I'm sure you've spoken to many of them. Spoken to many of them. It's like you I've got have two a, months. Hurry up! Yeah, you have two months, or sometimes it's like you have a, one month, a few weeks, and um, we have 
had a whole year to really evolve as a band and and stay creative and and go on tour play some songs if it didn't feel right then don't put it on the album so we had the best case scenario and yeah. um we're at a place now that we're we're, we're done and we're, we're like you know now we can just do all the other stuff with it you mean like road testing the songs effectively yeah. for like months yeah, we've been able to road test the songs which is really fun and add elements to it that we felt like it needed wow um it, does the album have a title yet or is it too early to even ask about that I think we're leaning towards self-title, but we're not sure yet, to be honest, because we've made every big decision last minute, and it's worked. The band name, we'll stick to that. the EP name, <laughs> the tour name. So yeah. we're kind of like, oh, we'll just run with it, and then we'll decide until they're like, what's the name of the album? We'll just spit it out. It's better to, to like kind of like wait or just not even tell us anyways, us meaning press people, right. because it, it could change. The release date gets pushed back. Mm-hmm. Something exactly. else happens. Right. I don't know. Someone gets pneumonia. and There's nothing to talk about the day before the album comes out. Right. You know the title for three months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could just pull a Beyonce and just drop the album tomorrow or something. Ooh, maybe we will. Maybe you will. Who knows? Maybe today. Maybe you, you might. Anyway. Um, Cake by the Ocean, of course, was a huge hit, uh, earning more than 100 million on-demand audio streams in the U.S. I don't know if you knew that. Um, it reached the top 10, of course, on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And you've since followed it up with Toothbrush, which is already in the top 20 on our Pop Songs Airplay chart. Two hits under your belt. It must feel good, but also kind of like exhausting in a way to have these two songs be such like big hits, especially Cake by the Ocean. Like, are you in the slightest bit tired of playing Cake by the Ocean yet? <laughs> not in the slightest of bit. Course you would, of course, you're like, no, of course not. You, I think there's... um. There's ways we can, like, just from all of us touring for so many years, I think there's ways you can adjust songs that you maybe live to make it sound a little bit new, fresh, even for us. Like, we add elements on the Selena tour where we add a couple bars in in Cake by the Ocean, have the audience sing to us. So there's things you can do to to help. But that song has molded us so much that, like, it's, we we wouldn't be where we are now without it. Yeah, I've got it on. So it's it's with me forever. The proof is in the pudding or the cake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Within the cake. Yeah. Um, I want to say, I want to ask if those songs will be on the full length album. Like, is it sort of like the is the full length, or do we even know if the full length is going to be sort of a deluxified version of the EP? Yeah, it'll be uh, complete my album. So uh-huh, for very those, smart. Yeah, for those who have not heard the EP, they will now. That Megan, <laughs> Megan, 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 Megan Trainer did that with her title EP, which turned into the full length title. Ah, yeah. So it's it's very smart way go. of doing it. Thank All you. that complete my album action can yeah. happen. Um, I want to know, Cole. You know, on this on the EP, uh, Joe wrote or co wrote a couple songs. Um, is there hope that you and the rest of the band will be more actively involved with the writing of the stuff on the next album? Oh uh, yeah, I mean yeah. It, that's actually already started. We've all collaborated a lot okay. and. Um, and written some things um, together for the the full length and the next album. You know, it, the cool thing about DNCE is we don't um, we don't think too much about any part of it, and what happens organically is what happens. So you know, um, you know, we could end up having astronauts write the next album, or we sure. could we could go to a beach and submerse ourselves up to the neck in sand, and it could be an acapella album. We don't know yet. Because we're DNC and we don't care. We're yeah. ready for anything. That would be an interesting acapella album. Right? Yeah, it would be. Um, last question, and then I'll let you guys go. Actually, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. I also You're not, had this you, other yeah. idea of uh, setting up uh, a, a way to record a four-piece like 
rock and roll band while riding horses. Everyone has to play while a horse while is riding the horse. Gall- horses. Horses. Everyone be on horses. Yeah, and they the the horses have to like. It's also a horse race. And Are you, you just like free associating right now? And just no, like no, no that's actually a real together. thought. I've had that okay. for over ten years. Next question. Wouldn't that like screw up the instrumentation though? Like, how, like wouldn't like your fingers would slip off? That's the, the point. That's the point. Yeah, it might add a whole new dimension to it, and make it really cool. Yeah, horses that run slower for a slower song, horses that run faster for a faster song. Right. Jinju's on a mini horse. A mini horse. <laughs> She's petite, petite lady. Um, last question. And this kind of ties into what you just said. Where does the inspiration come for the music? Like, does it is it crappy to do the let's sit down with professional songwriters in a room and try to make a song? Or is it more about, like, do you like that? Or is it more about let's just see what happens if we're on the bus or we see a cool whatever outside or you're riding horses and playing a tambourine? Like, does the inspiration just come from all sorts of different places? The first part of the question, I would say it's always difficult when you throw maybe both of us or me in a room with different writers and say like go for it because it's like you don't especially new writers it's like here's my life now let's write about it it feels kind of weird yeah and at the second part honestly it's we're inspired by everything it could be that fruit plate (laughs) it could be it's not a very enchanting fruit plate but there's ginger on it (laughs) there's ginger so it's you know um so there's some there's can be a moment with you had with somebody it can be a place that you've been um, for all of us, we find different inspiration in the, in the wackiest things. And we live by a rule when we songwrite together, it's dare to suck because one of us might have an idea that we hear from an idea that we end up writing that song. I think I'm done now. I, I can let you go. I love talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, you, you, truthfully, you guys are always so kind and so nice to talk to thank whenever I talk to you on red carpets or backstage somewhere, some random award show. So thank you very much, Joe. Thank you very much, Cole. Thank you. Have fun on the road and try not to fall asleep, but you'll have coffee bean. Yeah, we'll have our coffee bean. Neat shoes. God, they're like thanks, slippers man. slash They are so comfortable. Good grief. Uh, I'm trying to get this dirt off of them, but I guess I'll All right, now we're just family. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again to DNCE for taking time to hang out and chat. Um, uh, they've always been, and I, and I said this in the interview to them, I was like, you guys are always so nice. And yeah. they truly are. Yeah, um, They're always so nice. And, uh, you know, they were saying at the end, it's like, don't leave. Like, we enjoy talking to you. I'm I like, can't wait for a full-length album from them because their EP is so good. Every song in it is so poppy and fun. And all those songs will be on the full-length album. Outstanding. I, well, it's certainly Toothbrush and Cake by the Ocean. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, he said that it's going to be a complete my album sort of deal. So it looks like all those songs will be on the full length. Awesome. Perfect. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Quiz Katie edition. <laughs> um, well, earlier in the show, we talked about how the Suicide Squad soundtrack is one of a long legacy of number one soundtracks. From Purple Rain and Saturday Night Fever to Frozen and Furious 7. So, I thought it would be fun to quiz Katie about how much she knows about chart-topping soundtracks. Well, let's Let's, find out. Let's find out. (laughs) How much do do I know? I was going to say, does she know? Number one. Yes. Which of these number one soundtracks does not have a single top ten charting song on the Billboard Hot 100 charts? So, which of these three albums did not produce a top 10 single on the Billboard Hot 100? Is it A, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? 
B, chariots of fire, or C, the sting? Well, this would be why Keith was whistling Chariots of Fire earlier in the office. Um, I don't remember what the song was that or that would have been big from the sting. The other two I know. Um, well, I can... Yeah, tell me what the song was. Uh, well, well like the, the, big... the big hit from the sting was Marvin Hamlish's The Entertainer. Oh, uh, like, the, the, like the, the Scott the, Joplin Yes, exactly. Time? It was a cover of that. Okay. Um... And then um, wow. Chariots of Fire, the title track. Yes, the main and theme. then uh, A Man oh. of Constant Sorrow. Sorrow by the Soggy I've... Bottom Boys. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with The Sting? Uh, nope. Okay, so what is it? Oh, Brother, Where Art oh, Thou? Oh, see, I thought that that one was like a sneak hit. No, it was a country hit, but not okay. on the Hot 100. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Chariots of Fire's main title went to number one. Gotta fail already. And uh, the sting, uh, the, well, the entertainer went to number three. That must have been an interesting time in pop music for that to be a number three song on the Hot 100. It's, it's strange days. <laughs> uh, number two, which of these number one soundtracks did not spawn its own top ten charting sequel okay. soundtrack? I remember. Yes. So A, Titanic. B, Dirty Dancing. Or C, Eight Mile. I'm gonna go with Titanic. Uh, no. <laughs> so bad at this already. I feel like I, I remember the Dirty Dancing one, and I thought there was an Eight Mile one. There was. So, so oh, the question is top ten. Top ten. Yeah. So all three had one of the all three sequel of these, soundtracks. Yeah, you still would have got it wrong though. Okay, so what is the answer? So let me just tell you. Okay. So Titanic's Back to Titanic. Mm-hmm. That was the name of it. Went to number two. Who's trying to go back to a boat that yeah. sank? It's been... They're trying to find the, the necklace. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Dirty Dancing's uh, More Dirty Dancing uh-huh. went to number three. And More Music from 8 Mile went to number 152. Oh, wow. There that is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there it is. I guess Lose Yourself was on the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there was like a remix of Lose Yourself uh. on the sequel. Uh, third and final question. Which of these soundtracks did not reach number one? A, Juno, B, Forrest Gump, or C, Dr. Zhivago? I'm going Juno. Eh. What? I know. That crazy, what was it, the Moldy Peaches yep. soundtrack went, to number, went one. to number one. Strange thing. I know nothing. Yeah, Juno went to number one, <laughs> Dr. Zhivago went to number one, and Forrest Gump went to number two. Oh, yeah, I remember that being a huge soundtrack. Number two for five weeks... Stuck behind another soundtrack. Oh, really? Bonus question. Can you name the soundtrack that blocked Forrest Gump that from was number one? Did you say 94? Is that the year you said? Uh, it was in 94, 95. Yeah. yeah. It, too late for Bodyguard, right? Correct. Too early for Titanic. <laughs> but, th- but this particular soundtrack was number one for quite a long a time. A long time. Um, uh, it, it, one of its songs won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. And uh, most of its music was written by an incredibly popular pop star that's been around and charting since the very early 70s. Interesting. Still probably on tour right now, playing to an arena. Has a Vegas residency. Ooh, okay. That's a good hint. Um, so who's been around since the 70s, has a Vegas residency off and on, not not there constantly, but quite there often. Uh uh, wow, I've gone through a lot of people in my head who are in Vegas right now, none had, of whom. Has had number ones in Rod the 70s. Rod Stewart? No, but you're kind of in the ballpark. Had number ones in the 70s and also uh, number ones in the 90s. Oh, well, no, it's not Cher. It's, um, a, it's, it's a guy. Okay. 
Let me just tell you. I mean, I, I, we're getting to that point. Oh, uh, nope, can't be him. He plays the piano. So Elton. Elton John. So then, music. Oh, Lion King. Lion King. We're gonna get there soon enough. We got there, guys. Yeah, we got there. It's the longest chart oh, set of the week man. ever. Well, there you go. Well, we learned how little I know. Uh, I had a feeling that was going to go a little rough. That's that's why this part of the, the show is fun. Oh. Uh, anyway, there's your chart set of the week. It's Quiz Katie edition. Everyone's yelling at their their various listening devices right now, like all the answers, knowing all the answers. Yeah. Sorry, Pop Shop audience. It's all right. <laughs> um. Okay, so that's the end of our show. That's the end? That's is that the end? No. <laughs> Let's keep going. That's a Janet Jackson chair dance from <laughs> Miss You Much. No one's getting that uh, reference. Um, any parting words? Well, uh, you know, I hope our colleagues have fun at the Howland Hunter Festival this weekend. <laughs> Should we go out on a song from one of the artists? Oh, definitely. The Let's definitely do that. Hmm. But um, which one? Great question. An Ariana Grande track? A Calvin Harris track? I Calvin really, Harris's Summer? You know what I really like oh, is um, the new, the Ariana Grande Into You remix featuring Mac Miller. Okay. Well, a little taste of that. It's got a whole new beat. It's a totally different song. It's it's great. We'll go out on that. Yay. See you guys next week. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.